just love that song, More Than Able. How powerful is that? It's one of those songs you could just play every morning hey, when you get up, you know, just to be stirred in your faith as you enter into the day, which is so good. And uh, welcome to anyone joining us online this morning. Great to have you with us today as well, uh, which is great. And uh, I just wanted to really say, as, as Pastor Nick just shared with our, our leaders and volunteers Christmas party on Tuesday the 7th, um, this is going to be a party. It's going to be a great night. And uh, I'm really looking forward to what God's going to do there as well. Because we just love honouring people and saying thank you uh, for serving. Thank you for bringing your heart to see people transformed in our city, to see lives discipled, saved, impacted. And uh, it's going to be a great night. We've got a full, full roast dinner. It's amazing. I mean, we have that thing cooking uh, by one o'clock in the afternoon all the way through. It's amazing. So it's going to be a great night. Please jump on. It's you and your family. Uh, to, if you can register, that would be outstanding. So good. Well, we are going to dive into chapter six today, but I hope that you've enjoyed uh, going through the book of Ephesians. Um, it's been a great time together as a church, just really diving in chapter after chapter as we've gone through and really discovered, you know, Paul's writings and teachings. And as he wrote this, he was writing this from a Roman prison. And uh, you think about, man, it's so powerful. It's so heartfelt in the way that he writes, but he's actually writing in a Roman prison as he's writing this. And um, we, we see that there's a powerful uh, message that he's bringing through. And I, if, if you've caught all the messages, I hope you've enjoyed them. But if you didn't catch some of the weeks, please go back onto our YouTube page uh, and, and check it out on our Spotify, on our on our preaching, Spotify, YouTube as well, as well as just has such great keys in there that you can dive into. But something that's key about this as well is our life groups. And we've dived deeper into our life groups as well. And uh, this week we're going to be going through chapter six. And I want to encourage if you're not in a life group yet, hey, why don't you check one out? Why don't you get into one this week and, and dive into one this week and uh, just check it out. We'd love to help you to find one that's suited just for you because we've got many over the life of the church. Well, let's dive into this. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4, first of all. It says, children, obey your parents. Let's just stop there. It's really good. Come on, can I, can I hear an amen? Amen. Yeah, it's just, I mean... That'll preach all day. I mean, that, like you would put that on a sign, put it on a poster, hang it on your child's wall, on the back of the toilet door, wherever you can place it, put it everywhere. Children, obey your parents. I love that. That'll preach all day long. But it goes on to say, because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honour your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honour your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Man, this is packed with some life, isn't it? So powerful. But I want to I share first of all out of this in these first few passages about homes of honour. Homes of honour. And, uh, and there's a power to this because Paul is actually writing to a church that has 
Jews and Gentiles. That's, that's people that who are non-Jew from all sorts of different nationalities, races of people, backgrounds, upbringings, uh, belief systems that they had as well. And you've got these people that have come together to become the church, okay? And so Paul is writing with a pastor's heart. He's writing with a heart so that he can help them really, you know, build uh, their lives on Christ, but also build their families on Christ as well. And so as he starts this, He's really sharing to them about how we can operate as a family. And so first he talks to the children. He says, children, obey your parents, which is the right thing to do. Now, Paul is drawing back to a Jewish culture and a Jewish tradition that was based on the Ten Commandments. Okay, and the Ten Commandments, one of them is honour your father and mother. All right, that's one of the Ten Commandments. And, and it's not just because it was Jewish law, it's actually, those Ten Commandments are actually kingdom values, all right? They're values you can live by. They're values that can actually set up your life to win and move forward. They're values that you can set up your family in to win and move forward. And so he begins by bringing back to an incredible teaching of a kingdom value, okay? It wasn't just for Old Testament, it was a value for, for, for life, okay? And so he brings that out and he, and he says, hey, honour your parents, honour your mother and father. You know, there, there's a great power to, 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 when we're being raised, to be able to know that, hey, how do I live in this place? And I wanna just talk to children. If you're living with mum and dad right now, okay? You know, there is a great blessing and power that comes with coming with a heart of honour in the way that you work with mum and dad, in the way that you honour mum and dad in your home. Even if your mum and dad aren't Christian today, when you show honour, you're allowing the blessing of God to flow into that home. When you clean your room, when you wash the dishes, when you help put out the clothes, when you take the garbage out, when you do those things to just work with mum and dad. And even at the times when mum and dad say, hey, I don't want you, hey, come on, put your phone away. No more devices, all those things. I do that every single day, okay? And, uh, and, and in those moments, we're, we're just saying, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with mum and dad in that moment. See, I love this. I remember years ago, I was a youth pastor. I had a friend of mine who, was a, who had a youth, youth ministry on the Gold Coast. And, um, and he took his boys out, a couple of lads. He was taking them out fishing. And there'd been shark reports out on the, on the surf. And, uh, and the boys were not keen. They were like, hey, I don't want to go surfing, man. I'm eaten by a shark. It's not cool. And he, and he looked at him and he goes, hey, do you honour your father and mother? And uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, we honour them. Well, man, you're going to be fine. The Bible says that you'll have long life. And the boys are like, yeah, that's true. That's good enough for us. So they cruise on out and surf for the morning, which is cool. I don't know if that's the best interpretation of Scripture, but still got them surfing that day, which is cool. But you know, I love the fact that God is actually a God of reward. He's a God of reward. He's a God of blessing and promises. And I love the fact that, that for all of our lives, when we look at this, He says, you will have a long life. You'll be blessed. You'll know His blessing on that. So that's a word to children today. But it doesn't stop there as a word to parents as well. And particularly to fathers today to say, hey, let's not provoke our children to anger. Let's treat them well with the honour we expect from them. Let's, let's give that honour as well. And, uh, and, and when we give that honour, there is a great power in the way that we can actually raise our kids in a culture and an environment that has kingdom values in it. 
See, I really believe there's something powerful about how the fruit of the Spirit is really laid out in Galatians 5. It talks about love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness. It goes all the way through to the one that's hardest, which is self-control. Okay, and, uh, and, and, and when we look at those fruits of the Spirit, just like all kingdom values, when we look at that, it can help actually measure the way that we react or respond in situations. And uh, I am not a perfect father. I'm doing my best, but I, I know that none of us are perfect in the room. But when we have a mindset and a vision and a heart that says, Lord, what's my best response in this moment? How can I show love in this moment? How can I show self-control in this moment? How can I show patience in this moment? You know, how can I show kindness in this moment? There is a power because that, the fruit of the Spirit is actually the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives where He's transforming us from the inside out. And, uh, and, and all of us, we, we deal with the issues of life and the challenges that come our way. And sometimes the stresses and the pressures that are there with finances, with the home, with work, with all the things that may go on. But I wanna encourage us today, even when we make mistakes, and I've been there, I haven't said it right at times. I haven't done it right at times. But at the end of the day, I know that I can come back and say, Lord, I didn't do that very well. And, and I, I'm gonna be better tomorrow. I'm gonna say that better tomorrow. How do I allow the work of the Holy Spirit in my life to change and be the best dad I can be? To be the best parent we can be for our kids. And, and so it is a work of pro process, isn't it? It's a journey of development and growth. As, as, as I just love out of uh, Galatians 1, 6 says, He who has begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know that what that means is that God doesn't give up on us. He doesn't give up on our lives. He, he'll work with us and help us to grow, to be the best parents we can be and be the best children we can be, to help build homes of honour. So that was the first key from Paul. And that'll preach all day long. But I love the next is that he dives into the armour of God. This is what Ephesians 6 is most well known for, is the armour of God. So let's read through it. Through it. Ephesians 6, 10 to 17 says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in the, and His mighty power. Put on all of God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armour so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and body armour of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil and put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. How powerful is that? So we battle as Christ followers, not against flesh and blood or, or against just physical things or natural things. We battle in the Spirit as well against principalities and powers. And, and the key is, is that we're on the winning team. Who, who knows that today? We're on the winning team. Christ has won the victory over the devil. He's won the battle. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And I just love that Paul lays out a dress code, okay? 
And it's not just the latest summer fashion, all right? It's a spiritual dress code that we dress in every day of our lives. And there is a power to stand strong spiritually in our lives. I wanna encourage us, church, we should pray the armour of God over our lives and our families every day. Every day of our lives. Why? Because we know that these are strategically a covering and protection and strength where we are armoured up to be at our best for His kingdom and His ways. Amen. And I love that it is as it really breaks down what these different things mean. So the first is the helmet of salvation. This is the covering of our mind that we are saved and we are bought at the price of the blood of Jesus, that we are no longer children of this world and of slaves of sin, but we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God through Jesus Christ. We are saved and we can put on that helmet of salvation that guides our thoughts, that puts on the mind of Christ in our lives, where our thinking can be heavenly thinking and not thinking of the spirit of this age and this world, that we are claimed by God. We are marked by the blood of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit that we are His. Amen. Who can thank God that we're children of God, sons and daughters of God. So we put on the helmet of salvation daily in our lives. It's, it's, it's there every day because we're saved. But I, I, I love the fact that we pray for this so we're reminded of it. We're reminded every day. No, no, I'm, I'm wearing the helmet of salvation. I never took it off. I got it on and I'm just reminding myself today that I wear that helmet of salvation. Amen. The next is the breastplate of righteousness. This is keeping God's righteousness, His holiness, His, His purity around our lives. Now, what does the breastplate of righteousness guard the most? What's it guarding? Our heart. It guards our heart. Proverbs says, out of the heart, you know, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. And so there is a guard, there's a protection of our heart. And that protection is that guard that's there of the armour of God, the Holy Spirit that just guards our heart, strengthens us on this journey. Because how many know the world's trying to get at our, our thoughts, the enemy's trying to get at our thoughts so he can distract us from the truth of who God is and how powerful our God is. And he's also trying to get a hold of our heart. So we're distracted away from who we are called to be. And God wants to guard our hearts, amen? So there is a covering of that righteousness that guards our hearts. And we put that on every day and we're led by the Holy Spirit. We know what we're gonna allow in our hearts that's true. And we know what we're not gonna allow in our hearts that we're gonna guard away from, amen? And so there's a key to the breastplate of righteousness that guards us and covers our heart every day. Then there's the belt of truth. We put on that belt of truth that as there, there's a, it, it's, it's such a power to this because how many know there's so many things in our culture today that's trying to water truth down. Trying to kind of, you know, oh, no, 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 that's not true anymore. This is what's true now. And, uh, and, and, and the Bible says that, that Paul teaches this is that be, be wary when they begin to call evil good and good evil. Okay, and we've got to be able to decipher between what is true and what is lies what is true and what is false. And we need the belt of truth on every day so that we can lead our lives, our marriages, our families, in our ministry, those who we lead, in the church, so that we can know this is what truth is. And we're gonna be guided by that truth every day. 
How many know what's the foundation of truth? It's the Word of God, isn't it? The basis of coming back to the Word of God that we can be guided by His truth every day. It doesn't matter what the latest rhetoric is in the culture or in popular opinion. It just matters what the Word of God says. And those are true and powerful statements that have been written out. And the Word of God is God's Word to our lives that gives us guidance of truth. Amen. And we need that in our lives every day. So we put on the belt of truth. How are we doing today? Who loves the armour? Love the armour. So the next is the feet are short, shoes of the gospel of peace. And this is about placing on those shoes of the gospel of peace, of bringing the kingdom of God wherever we go. And I see this as a powerful thing that we can bring the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ into every environment that we walk into. If you're in school today and you're walking into your school and your schoolyard and your classrooms, you can walk and you bring the gospel of the kingdom of God everywhere you go into that place. You have the power to change environments wherever you go. When you go into your workplace, when you go into a uni lecture, when you go into uh, any space, when you're dropping your kids off at school, or you're going into a restaurant or a cafe or a local gym. No matter where you are stepping, you are bringing the Kingdom of God wherever you go. And there is a confidence and there is a strength as you know that I'm bringing Jesus and the revelation of who He is into this environment today. I don't care what's been going on in this place spiritually because I'm bringing Jesus into this atmosphere. It's going to change in the name of Jesus. It's going to shift. I don't care if it's been toxic, if it's been angry, if it's been you know, uh, uh, immoral, I don't care. I'm bringing Jesus into this culture today. Amen. You and I, we carry that power and we walk in the gospel of peace. Amen. The next is the shield of faith. And this is shielding us from the fiery dance of the enemy. And I, I see this as a full covering around our lives, around our marriages and families around our households, if you have a business today, no matter what you're praying over, there's a covering over your holdings. There's a covering over your household today. And I see this like a shield of faith that guards us, like a dome of protection. And I want you to see that today, that we that's, that's held up every day when we are reminded every day, man, I carry the shield of faith around my life every day. It doesn't matter what the devil's trying to throw at me, it's bouncing off that dome, amen? There is a power of that shield. It's being held up around me and we see that as a covering today. Who thanks God for that? Every single day, we've got that shield of faith that is held up around our lives. And the final one is the sword of the Spirit. Amen. We hold that up every day. And this is the Word of God. The Word of God that we can declare from our mouths and declare from our lips that there is a power. I want you to know today that the Word of God is our greatest weapon against the devil. It's our greatest weapon. In Mark 4, Jesus was tempted after 40 days of fasting and prayer and the devil tempted Him. What was His response to the devil every time? Three temptations. What did Jesus speak every single time? It is written. He spoke the Word of God because the Word of God is our greatest weapon. 
It's our greatest weapon. And when we get the Word of God into our heart, when we can memorize Scripture and we can speak that Scripture around our lives, it has power to break the plans of the enemy. It has power to shift things in the spirit realm that have been trying to, you know, the enemy's trying to move, but God, He's moving in our favour. He's moving in power. So we're going to partner with heaven and when they declare the Word of God into that situation oh that person who's sick is going to be healed because Isaiah 53 5 says by His stripes we are healed in Jesus name lay hands on the sick they will recover in Jesus name come on we speak the declaring Word of God so the enemy backs off and God's presence and power comes into those situations it's our greatest weapon greatest weapon of Christians Christ followers only knew the power you carry. If you only knew how powerful you are. This is why Jesus prays and intercedes for us. Daily, the Bible says in Romans 8, it talks about the Holy Spirit interceding for us, praying for us every single day of our lives. We've got to understand, man, you carry power on your lives. And we can live in that and be confident in that every single day, no matter what's going on. Man, you need a breakthrough in finances. Come on, get up, get some Scriptures and start to pray those Scriptures out and declare them over the situation. Come on, give it some days, give it some weeks, time. God will start to move in that situation. Why? Because our faith is aligning with the Word of God. There's power in it. And we want to be people of faith that live in that space where we're declaring the Word of God. Too many people at times and Christians at times just get caught up in the negativity of the world. They're just like, oh, this is just what it is. This is how it is. No, no. If that's not God's plan for your life, then we have the power to see it change. Amen. We want to bring heaven to earth. We want to see environments shift cultures shift. We want to see our businesses shift and change. Where well, there's power. Oh man, why we, we need some new workers. We need some new people in this business. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are an abundant God. Oh, there is answers today. We begin to quote Scriptures over that business today. Oh, you need cash flow. Come on, my God is more than able. My God, He is a God who provides today. He, is, he has the provision of heaven. He is Jehovah Jireh. I prophesy that into this business today and there is going to be shift in the Spirit and we're going to seek cash flow come through today. We're going to be able to break through. There's going to be an abundance to give, not just to live. Amen. Hey, hey, this is the heart we want to carry. The spirit we carry of faith today. How are we doing? I'm pretty passionate. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. God wants to live us, us to live in this confidence in our lives every day, no matter what is going on. That He is more than able. He has the power. We can live in confidence. And we can carry that armour on our lives every single day. And I want to encourage us, let's be praying this over our lives. Can I let, tell you today, I pray this over your life every day. Over the church, every day I'm praying the armour of God. Over us here in Caloundra and in our Innisfil location. Lord, there's a covering. There's protection. There's strength. And we can walk in that today. Amen. And the final key in Ephesians 6 from Paul I want to share is persistent prayer. Ephesians 6, 18 to 20 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan. And the good news is for the Jews and for the Gentiles alike. I am in chains now. 
still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for Him as I should. I love what Paul describes here. He says we need to be praying people. We need to be Christ followers that know how to pray, that know how to call on heaven and live out of that place of relationship with God, walking with the Holy Spirit to be praying people in our lives. We have the opportunity every day of our lives to spend time with God, to be in His presence, to read His Word and open up His Word, or you know, if you've got the Version Bible app, to even listen to the Word every day. But we have the power to take that time in our lives to pray, to, see, to hear God's voice, get His guidance for our lives, but also to bring that, those, those declarations that I've just been sharing through the armour of God, to begin to pray things out over our lives and over our families so that God can, can partner with our prayers and our faith to see things shift in our world around us. Amen. And there is a power to not just praying every now and again, but praying every day. And as Paul says here, pray in the Spirit on every occasion. Pray as often as you can. As often as we can, we want to be walking with the Holy Spirit and being people of prayer. And he also says we need to be persistent in our prayers. And we don't want to be the, the people that just kind of pray once and like, oh, well, you know, I said it once. It's like, you know, saying I love you to your wife on your wedding day and said, well, I, I told you then. Didn't you hear me? Sleeping on the couch. Yeah, no, just kidding. We got to constantly let our wives, our husbands know we love them. We love them. Let them know through our actions, through our words, through all that we do, that there is love. There is love. It's the same with God. Come back every day because this is a marriage. This is a relationship with God that we want to come daily and come into the presence of God. It's not only just always asking for stuff, but it's, but it's coming into the presence of God and being with God, being with His presence, knowing who God is, just communing with God and loving the presence of God every day so that He begins to imprint His heartbeat on our lives in the way that we live out every day. So there's got to be that time in the presence of God and there's going to be that, 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 that declaration in the presence of God as well and praying for key things. But both are important. It's the being and it's the doing together in walking with God in relationship, but coming with persistence coming every day into the presence of God. You know, Paul draws back to Luke 18, where Jesus shared a parable about a, a widow who came to an unjust judge. And she came every day to that unjust judge because her son was going to be taken and, and, and was, uh, was falsely accused. And he was gonna, I think he was gonna be placed into slavery. And that was a, I mean, she was, she was just coming every day and saying, hey, my son needs justice. He needs justice. Can you come through for him? So she came back every day to that unjust judge and he ended up granting her what she asked for. And Jesus said this, He didn't just grant her what she wanted because He was good. He wasn't good. He was unjust. He did it because she bugged Him every day. Every day, she kept on coming back. Hey, remember my son, he needs justice. He needs justice. Oh, oh, can you, can you work in his favour? Can you do this? And he was like, man, I'm so weary of this, of this lady. I'm gonna just do this so she'll stop coming at me. Okay, and, and this is what Jesus says about God. Now that was an unjust judge. This is what Jesus says about the Father. Luke 18, seven to eight says, so don't you think God 
will surely give justice to His chosen people who cry out to Him day and night. Will He keep putting them off? I tell you, He will grant them justice. He will grant justice to them quickly. How powerful is that? God wants to move on our prayers. He wants to move on our behalf. Now, I don't know the timing of God. I can't tell you that today. I don't know even the timing of God for my own prayers. But I know when we come back every day that we're placing ourselves in a position of faith and belief and understanding with God every day and knowing that God, I believe you're gonna come through in this. Amen. And that is the spirit we wanna carry is to come with persistence before God because God is always moving things on our behalf, moving things on our behalf. Now, I want you to think about Daniel. Remember when Daniel was fasting and praying? You may not remember, but I'll go back and read the book of Daniel. But he fasted and prayed for 21 days. And after 21 days of prayer and fasting, then finally the archangel Michael turned up and he was like, come on, man, where you been? It's been 21 days. He's like, I was dispatched the day you began to pray. Come on, listen to that right now. The day you began to pray, I was dispatched, but I had to fight the Prince of Persia in the Spirit and defeat him so that I could be with you now. Now just think about that. As soon as we pray, God hears our prayers. He's moving. Angels are being dispatched on our behalf. God is moving by His Spirit on our prayers. So do not be dismayed in your heart by a delayed answer. Don't be dismayed in your heart when things take a little longer than we thought. There's some things I prayed for month after month and I prayed for years to see God move on, but I know He's gonna move at the right time. Amen. So that's why we need to be consistent in our prayers every day and coming before God at the right moment, at the right time, God is gonna shift those things 180 degrees. And I wanna just say to some people today, hey, God's answer may be just around the corner. Don't give up. Don't give up on praying. You might be praying for your, your children to come back to Christ. That answer might be just around the corner. Don't give up on Him today. Keep on praying persistently and consistently for God to move. Maybe you're believing it could be for healing for your body. It could be for healing for another loved one that you know. But I wanna say, hey, keep on praying. Keep on being consistent and persistent in our prayers because God is already dispatched, amen. He's moving on our behalf. Our job in this is just to remain in faith, to be, keep believing every day and partnering with heaven and the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. How are we doing, church? We wanna be the people of faith, armoured up with that spiritual armour every day. But people that are being, people of prayer, people that are consistent in our prayers, people that are walking with God every day, not just every now and again, but every day of our lives. That's where the power is, church. It's powerful. And I wanna remind us again today, you carry power through the Holy Spirit. We're not on the defensive team, we're on the offensive team, we're on the winning team, amen? Because Jesus already won the victory. Do you believe that today? Amen. Why don't we just close our eyes across the auditorium today? I wanna ask if there's anyone here today, if you've never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life, we wanna give you an opportunity where you can pray a simple prayer with me today, just to accept Jesus into your heart as, as your Saviour today and Lord. I wanna let you know today that no matter who you are, where you've been, what's happened in your story and your journey of your life, God loves you. He's real, 
and He knows you. He knows your story. He knows every part of your world. Sometimes we can think at times that, man, I don't even, I'm still trying to work out if God's real or not. I'm still trying to work out if this whole thing is real. And we want to let you know today here that in this house, we know God's real. He is very, very real. And He can, he can be, uh, you know, prayed to and talked to and you can have a relationship with this God. And it, and it comes through this beginning point of accepting Jesus into your life. There's so much power in that starting point of knowing I want to know Jesus. I want to know God for myself. If you're here today and you want to know Jesus for yourself today, you want to say, I want, I want this relationship with God. I want, to, I want to start this journey with Jesus today. We want to give you that opportunity this morning. His eyes are closed across the auditorium. All I need you to do today, if you want to say yes to Jesus and you want to pray this prayer of accepting Him into your life, just lift your hand up. Raise your hand today. Just lift up your hand to say, man, I, I need Jesus. I want to start this journey with Him. I, I want to know God for myself today. I want to start this relationship with God today. If that's you, just lift up your hand. Say yes to Jesus today. He loves you. He's got a plan and purpose and future for your life. If there's anyone here today and maybe you've, you've, you've really walked away from God or you've stepped back from God, even in your heart, and you know you want to make a recommitment to Christ today, this is here for you today as well. Just raise your hand and say, you know what? I want to give my life back to Jesus. I want to surrender my life back to Him today. If that's you today, just lift up your hand today to say yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. That's you. Just raise it high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. Holy Spirit. It's wonderful. Great. Well, we're going to pray this prayer now. I'd love for you to pray it and repeat these words after me as we pray it together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus. Please forgive me of my sin. I accept you into my life as my Savior and my Lord. I'm born again into your kingdom and your family. Amen. Awesome. Can we put our hands together and honour anyone who prayed that prayer for the first time today? That is incredible. We honour you. And Pastor Nick, in a few moments from now, he's just going to let you know about some next steps and ways that we want to, we'd love to help you on the journey of knowing Jesus today. But church, can we stand to our feet? We're going to go back through this song, More Than Able. We're going to pray together as a church.